Welcome to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. Stay tuned for this week's message. Oh, one more time, let's bless the Lord. He knows your name this morning. He knows you intimately. He desires to be closer to you. I love what the word says. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. God is close this morning. He's here. Why don't you give somebody a high five or a a hug or a smile before you grab your seats this morning. Can we thank the team? Absolutely brilliant job. Thank you for sitting in, Zachy boy, CJ, Drew, you guys are amazing. Aaron, Vicky, we love you. Thank you for making us sound good and look better than we otherwise would. Are you glad to be in church this morning? I am glad to be in church this morning. I'm glad to see your beautiful smiling faces and uh, you know when we were singing that I think it was the second song but something has to break something has to break at your name something has to break I was thinking of this truth that what the devil means for evil God means for your good and where the devil comes to try and break you God comes to bring you into breakthrough That he wants to break from your life those things that are limiting you and holding you back and stopping you being all that he's created you to be. Something's going to break today. And I love in Ephesians where it says the same power that God worked in Jesus Christ when he raised him from the dead is at work in you. Something's got to break. There's a power that is available. There is a power that is work. And all we need to do is acknowledge it. And accept it. Something's going to break this morning. I love it because in Philippians it says, because he was obedient even unto death, God gave him a name. The name is Jesus. And I love Justin's meeting leading this morning. Absolutely brilliant. And I love it because it was passionate. And I love it because it was... That had intent and purpose attached to it. Let's get let's get passionate. Let's live on purpose. We're called to mission. I'm gonna I'm gonna preach about that this morning. The title of my message is "It's Go Time." Yeah, come on. It, it's Go Time, and we we had a sensational service last week where I kind of flagged the message and we just talked about and leaned into worship and what worship is and what worship does for us and and who is a worshiper. Because a worshipper isn't just a singer or a worshipper isn't just a musician. A a, a worshipper is somebody that just turns their life over to Christ and says, I'm yours. Use me. I bring glory to your name today. I lift high the name of Jesus. God, I'm living for you. I want to walk with you every day. That's what a worshipper is. (laughs) Somebody that acknowledges the word of God. Somebody that acknowledges the presence of God. Says, God, speak to me. I'm listening. Lead me and guide me. And it was awesome. But today, I'm going to preach. Now, before I preach... Was anybody at the barbecue last night? We had a fantastic church barbecue. Thank you, Adam and Grace, for opening your beautiful home with us. Being so gracious and generous with beautiful food and atmosphere. And there was was fire pits. And next time we're going to have a a live band. And just just a whole lot of fun. So we're going to do this regularly. They're going on a well-earned break for a month or so. When they get back, we're going to do it again. And they're, they're opening their house to us. But... Uh, I just want to encourage you to come to the next one. It was it was fun. We just chilled out for three or four hours, hanging at the manor, eating good food. It was good. <laughs> who, who enjoyed Chris's uh, offering message this morning? That was awesome. I love it. There's no disclaimer, only promises of blessing in God. No fine print. If you do this, God will throw from the windows of heaven. Absolutely sensational. I just want to say it is nice. I've got my hero in the house this morning. And also my little best friend, 
Ash sent me a message this morning saying, Army just told me that Chichi's his best friend because he's got big robot arms. So we might need to get his eyes tested. However, because everything seems to be going south, the older I get, the big robot arms seem to be going and becoming less and less. But Matthew, I love you. It's good to have you in the house, my friend. Before we get underway, I just wanted to ask three questions. I think these are three cool questions to ask ourselves every morning, every day. Just three questions. The first thing would be, what am I grateful for today? Am I living with a heart of gratitude for life itself? Life is a gift. And, and every day is a gift. What am I grateful for today? And Thessalonians says, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. If you want to know God's will for your life, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. This is God's will for your life. The second question is, what am I excited about? Don't let life beat you around so much that you lose passion and excitement. Be excited. Have a dream. Live on mission and with vision. But what are you, what are you excited about today? Because the Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. God is interested in the desires of your heart. God is interested in carrying you towards the future. God is interested in the delights of your heart. Enjoy life and dream big and believe that God is making a way and going before you. And the third question, so the first one, what am I grateful for today? The second one is, what am I excited about? And the third one is, what am I committed to making happen no matter what? What's a non-negotiable in your world? What are you committed to that you're not going to let go of, that you're not going to give in on, that you're not going to stop pressing towards and holding on to? Because the promises of God are yes and amen for each and every one. And I love that song where it's, it's talking about the blessing and we're declaring blessing over family and over future generations. And, and we're, can I encourage you every day of your life, speak blessing over your life over your family, over your friends, over the community you find yourself in. You're, you're just speak blessing upon blessing upon blessing over every person you come in contact with. And I love what it says. It says, commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. Commit to your commitments. Walk out your, your, what you're, you're believing in, what you're trusting. Commit to your commitments and don't let go because God will bring it to pass. Amen? Amen. Fantastic. Well, Isaiah 40, 33, 43, not 33, 43, 33. Isaiah 43, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I love this scripture. Uh, and it's so easy to remember the former things. It's so easy to get stuck in the past. Church, I want us to get unstuck. It's go time. It's time to move forward. It's time to progress. It's time to take ground. It's time to be all that God has created us to be. Amen? And I love this because God is doing a new thing which should be exciting. That should be something that stood. I want you to come alive. And I love the fact that we're, we're a church that listens and that observes. And, but, but you know what? I, I, want, I want us to get stirred in ourselves. I want us to leave 
passionate and and on mission. I want us to wake up with a spring in our step going, today's a new day. Today's a new adventure. God, what have you got for me? What are we doing together today, Lord? What are you calling me towards? What are we? I, I want you to surprise me. I want you to shock me. I want you to, to, to make a way where there doesn't seem to be a way. God, lead me through the wilderness because I know I'm coming to my promised land, but God, let's do it together and let's do it excited. Amen? Amen. We are at the barbecue last night and I did watch the football. I watched the first half of football and I was just encouraged at how passionate Matt was about the football that was about to take place. And I didn't really know who was going to be playing, but I found out later on and I watched the first half and it was a great first half. I believe we went down just, but it was a good game. But let's live passionately. Let's live excited. Let's not get stuck. God is doing a new thing. Amen? And Psalm 118 verse 24 says, This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Today is God's day. Regardless of circumstance, storm, challenge, anything, today is God's day. And when we acknowledge it as such, we create space for God to move in the day that he's gifted to us. And and we don't have to live like we've always lived. We don't have to do what we've always done. We can come alive in Christ and live on mission. And, and I think sometimes we get comfortable and we get we get we just get routine and we get used to what has been and and therefore what will be but God is doing a new thing get ready for the new thing that God wants to do in your life get expectant for for the new thing that God wants to do the new places he wants to take you the things that he wants to reveal get ready for all that God has for you and Ecclesiastes 3 starting in verse 1 it says this there's a time for everything a season for every activity under the heavens a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant, a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. What the workers gain for their, from their toil, I've seen the burden of God that's laid on the human race. He's made everything beautiful in its time. He has also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. There's a time for everything. And so often we don't understand, but it says, and we can't fathom it. We can't make sense of it. There's this burden of, of life of one day's good, the next day's not so good. But, but we're still called to walk forward. We're still called to progress in life. Everything is perfect in its time. And when I can come to peace with the fact that everything is perfect in God's time, I can rest in the fact that though I walk through this today, tomorrow is going to be better. Tomorrow the Lord has already gone before me. And uh, I'm convinced that if we're to live on mission, if we're to go, if we're to be all that God has created us to be, at the end of the day, I want to be who God has created me to be. I want to do what God created me for. Uh, You know, it says that I'm I'm his masterpiece. You're his masterpiece. Fearfully and wonderfully made. That before I was, he had already thought of me. He thought about my life. He thought about my future. He has plans and purposes for my life, for my world, for you, for your world, for your family, for your future. But for me to live at peace with with the mission that's been put upon me, the burden that's been laid upon me, 
I have to find peace in the season I'm in. And the season you're in may not be the season you want to be in. The sin, but I'm telling you, it's leading you too, because all things are working together for your good. So just keep walking. David said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil for you're with me. It doesn't matter where you're walking. It doesn't matter what you're shadowed by. You just need to remember he is with you. He's walking alongside you. He's, he's never going to leave you nor forsake you. And that which he's called you to, he'll make a way for you to get to. So I want to encourage us this morning, don't fight the season. Don't fight the season. The, you, you can't f- fight the force of nature. You can't fight the winds that blow, but you can turn your sail. Yeah. The, the winds are going to blow against you or they can be at your back and, and propelling you forward in all that you do. Don't fight the season. Fight your thoughts. Fight your emotions. Fight your flesh and, and learn to flow in the rhythm of God's grace for what you're facing. The Bible says, my grace is sufficient. God's grace is sufficient for you today where you're at. Which, which doesn't make it any easier. It still hurts. It still sucks. It's still tough. But his grace is sufficient. And it's not by strength nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. That his spirit is going to carry you and, 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 and cause you to enter into the brand new day that he has. Don't give in. Don't give in. Wait on him. Trust in him. I love what Proverbs 3 says. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Isaiah 55 says, my ways aren't your ways. My thoughts aren't your thoughts. My ways are above your ways. My thoughts are above. God's ways are higher. And though we can't understand them, though we don't, they are strengthening us. They are making us. They are, they are forming us into what we've already been created for. Amen. You know what? We've had a big few years. It's, it's been a, a, a crazy time, and it's been a time of slowing down, a time of pulling back, a, a time at, at times of isolation, but it's also hopefully been a time of reflection where we've had, to, we've had the ability to create some space to wait on God and hear from God. And that's my prayer from each of us, that during this time we've learned something, that we're not just getting out the other side and then moving on with life. Let's go back to what it was and, and let's get that frenetic pace going. And I hope as individuals, I hope as a community of faith we've learned what we've, meant, we've been meant to learn during this time. There's a new rhythm, there's a new pace, there's a new flow, and God is doing a new thing. And I'm convinced, I know I'm going a little bit harder this morning, but I'm convinced it's time for the church to cease being a religious organisation that has this set of ideals and standards that nobody can live up to. And it's time to become a movement of faith, hope and love that welcomes others in. We're not... We're not just set apart. We're not just called by everybody. The Bible says that God, his, his will is that none should perish, that all should come to eternal life. He's no respecter of persons. Nobody is more important than another. Every life is precious in the sight of God. Therefore, I need to live on mission because I need to reflect Jesus in my community. I need to give Jesus to any person that I meet. I, and that's that's not necessarily me preaching. I was talking with someone this week and they said, I'm not evangelist. I don't even like evangelists. That's, that's all right. I said, but live like Jesus. And if you live like Jesus, you'll look like Jesus. And when you look like Jesus, others will be drawn towards him. You are a, a lamp 
You are a signpost. That's all you are in life. A signpost to Jesus. A signpost to the future. A signpost to hope. A sign. Let, let's, let's anchor our lives in hope and let's hold on to others and draw them in. Amen? It's go time. It, it's go time, church. We've got to do something. I don't want to play church. I don't want to play happy clappy. I want, I want to be the church. I want to make a difference in the community. I want somebody's life to be bettered every day because they encountered me, because they encountered you. And I, I tell you, they are. You are an amazing, faith-filled group of men and women. And I, I just shine bright every single day. Shine bright in all you do. The thing is, it's... Uh, to, to go or to embark on anything or to change can be challenging. But I think we need to change. And, you know, change gets your heart racing. Change sets this fight or flight response in, in each of us. But we've got to change. We've got to step out in faith with action. We've got to do something. And I don't know, has anybody here ever skydived or bungee jumped? I've done both. I, I skydived with Dad uh, on his 50th, actually. And... Um, there comes a point where you've got to go. There, got to, there comes a point where you've got to step out. Now, luckily for me, the plane we're in, I didn't actually want to land in. I wanted to jump out. And it was coughing and spluttering and it was backfiring and missing. And I'm like, man, I just want to jump out. And I've got more trust in this parachute than I do in this plane landing. But there comes a point where you've got to go. Yeah. Where you've got to jump, where you've got to, and I tell you, I think bungee jumping is freakier than skydiving. Yeah. Skydiving is this little, it's, it's milliseconds, and then you, and everything goes silent. You're just floating through the air at 200 kilometers an hour. But bungee jumping, you can see the ground, and I, and, and I don't have a parachute, I've just got a rubber band. And it's, but you've got to go, and they won't push you, you you've got to go. And church, I feel like it's, it's it, we've got to go. We've got to go. We're called on mission. Matthew 28 says, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, therefore go. Step out. Take the leap. Take the plunge. You've got to go. Go and make disciples. Go and love people. Go and tell people the good news. The good news is Jesus Christ died for them so they could live forever. The good news is when we, we come alive in Christ, when we become a new creation, we never die again. We only enter into eternity. We only enter into a, a, a day of standing in the presence of God. And, and it's time for us to go. We all need to go, every single one of us. I just, I, I'm calling myself out, but I'm calling everyone here out today. It's time to go. It, it's, it's not time to stay silent. Yeah. It's not time to be comfortable. It's not time. I'm, I'm, we are living in the last days. Yeah. And whether that's five years, that's ten years, that's a hundred, who cares? We are living in the last days. Look at look at world happenings. Look at wars. Look at look at um, financial collapse. Look at all the things that are happening. All We are living in the last days. Let's live ready. Let's live on mission. Let's live passionately. And let's signpost to Jesus. Amen? Amen. At some point, we've got to step into our gifting. Yeah. You are all gifted and anointed. The Spirit of God is upon you. It says the same Spirit. Second Corinthians 4 says the same Spirit is, is placed on the inside of all of us, but it's what I do with that Spirit. It's, there is giftings, there's callings, there's anointings on every single one of your life. Ministers aren't special. We just, we just do what we do. We've stepped into a position, but, but we're all called to be ambassadors for Christ. We're all called to preach the gospel. We're all called to love people. That's who we are. And at some point, we've got to accept mission. At some point, we've got to live beyond self. And at some point, we've got to live with a passion for mission greater than that of comfort. And honestly, I like comfort. 
I like I like a comfy chair. I like laying down. I like not exerting energy, but it, it's, life is too short. It says that our life is but a vapour. Every day is an opportunity to see another blessed. Amen? It's go time. And I, I'm, I know I'm being a little hard this morning, but I don't mean to be. I love you all. You're amazing. But the reality is we're either going to be part of the solution in this life or we're going to be part of the problem. We're just going to acquiesce and travel along with, with life and, and what society says and, and, and what society portrays as, as social norms. But, but we can live to a higher standard. We can live according to God's will for our lives. And I don't know, I'm, I'm sure you all know the story of Esther. And I'm going to briefly summarize the story of <laughs> Esther. But there was a king called King Artaxerxes, and he was a, a, a king and a governor over 127 provinces. And he decided, you know what, I'm going to have a party. I want to have a party, I'm going to party, everybody's invited and we're going to party hard. So they partied hard for a, a week long period and at, a, at the end of a week period he partied hard, he'd enjoyed himself, he was with all his friends and he knew his wife was beautiful so he said bring the queen out, bring Vashti out, I, I want her in her in royal robes, I want her to come and parade before me because I want to show off the beauty of my wife. But his wife refused to come which you didn't do to the king. You didn't refuse the king's command, order, or and, and the ruling was that from that day on she was never to come before the king's presence again. And so all of the king's royal officials said, well, we need to find somebody else for you because there wasn't enough beautiful ladies. So they, through the 127 provinces, they had a beauty, uh, beauty contest. And long and short of it is they prepared all of these ladies for a year period. They had their beauty regimes, they had every all this time of preparation and Esther uh, came before the king and she was the most beautiful of all women, the most elegant, the most desirable and she became his wife, uh, concubine wife, whatever it was. The thing is that uh, you could only come before the king if, if the king requested your presence and there was an evil man called Haman in this time and Haman hated the Jews hated God's people, and he, he said to the king, you should write a decree that on this day all of the Jews are going to be killed. They can be wiped out and they can't defend themselves. So he did that. Esther was a Jew. So Mordecai, Mordecai had adopted Esther when she was a young girl. Her parents had, had died, she'd been orphaned, and Uncle Mordecai brought Esther in and raised her up instilled all the values that she had in her life and who she was as, as a, a young woman of, of grace and strength. And uh, he came in sackcloth and ashes because he knew the decree that all these people, the Jews are going to die. On this one day, all the Jews will die. And he came to Esther and said, Esther, you need to say something. You need to go before the king. You need to, you need to talk to him. The Jews are going to die. She said, I can't. He hasn't requested my presence. I haven't been in his presence for 30 days. He hasn't asked me to come in. If I go in, I will die. Have you ever felt like that? If I speak to this person at work, I will lose my reputation. If I speak to my bank manager, he'll tell me I'm crazy for giving to that church. If I speak to my friends, they'll leave me because they don't believe it. We can stay silent. And I love the words of Mordecai. He says this. And Mordecai told them to, uh, the answer to Esther, do not think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than any of the other Jews. For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arrive for the Jews from another place. But you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whatsoever 
whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. We can stay silent. But for such a time as this, you have been called into existence. You've been placed on the Sunshine Coast. You have been placed in your family with your work colleagues. You, if for such a time as this, you have been called to have a voice to a generation. I want to encourage you, open wide your mouth because God is faithful. Every time you open your mouth, God will fill you with wisdom and the answers and the words to speak that will bring life into people's worlds. The devil comes only to steal, kill, and strike. But I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly. And I know this seems big, but it's not. It's just you partnering with God. It's just you doing what God is asking you to do each and every day. And we can stay silent. But I'm telling you, the enemy is out there actively trying to break lives, trying to break emotions, trying to break fire, trying, trying, to, trying to kill people. He comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But we have the answer. We have the solution. We have the option for people that don't have to walk hopelessly through life. They can walk with hope. They can walk buoyed by the Spirit of God. They can be carried through their challenges into a a promised future and eternity if we will not stay silent but open wide our mouths. If we will declare the goodness of God. If we will live like we praise. If we will live like we worship. Because if we do, if we live like we worship in here this morning, something's going to break. Something's going to shift. Something's going to change in people's worlds, and it's only going to be for the better. And can I tell you this? You may not even know how you got here, but God does for such a time as this. Esther was just being Esther. Esther was just being the, the orphan girl that was raised by her uncle doing Esther things. She wasn't out there looking for a king. She wasn't out there looking for a position. She wasn't out there thinking she was going to be chosen. But she was. Can I tell you here, you are chosen by God to do great things in the earth today. You are chosen by God to see lives transformed. You're chosen by God to see people enter into salvation and eternity with God. Amen. John 4, 35 says this. don't you have a saying, it's still four months unto harvest. I tell you, open your eyes and look to the fields. They're ripe for harvest. Right now, people want to know the truth. Right now, people need relief. Right now, people need to, they, they, they want to know, give me some answers. Give me some hope. Give me give me something. I want I want to be an injector of faith. With every person, I, it's going to be okay. We're going to get through it. We're going to get beyond it. Come on. Thanks be to God that gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to bring the word. I want to bring truth and strength into people's lives every day. Don't say there's four months till harvest. No, the harvest is upon us. The harvest is on our doorstep. The harvest is in your house. The harvest is at your place of work. Right now, the harvest is ready. Will you be the weapon that God wants you to be? Will you be the tool, the, the, the harvesting tool that God wants to use? Just place your life in his hand and let him do what he wants to do. Amen? Yeah. Even this week, Dad said to me, uh, we're at the hospital at Brisbane and, and I was in the chapel and people walked in and, and they were all talking and whatever, and, and I led four people to the Lord. They accepted, I led them in the sinner's prayer, they asked Christ in their life. He does it every single week of his life. But, but that's what we're called to. And it may not be preached. St. Francis of Assisi said, preach the word of God in season and out of season. And where necessary, use words. If your thing's generosity, be generous. If your thing's encouragement, encourage. If your thing's prophesy, prophesy. If it's pro- but, but just do something that says that 
The one plants and other waters, and it's the Lord that brings in the increase. When we just play our part, something happens. When we play our small part, you don't have to do everything, but do something. It's go time. It's time to step up. It's time to step out. It's time to be the hands and feet of Jesus in our community. And I just I kind of wrote down four keys to going this morning. And the first one is live according to the Word of God. If you want to go and do and be, live according to the Word of God. Let it guide you. Let it strengthen you. Let it challenge you. I'm challenged by the Scriptures because I know me. I know my flaws, my failings. I know where I don't, I don't come up trumps. It says that all scripture is God-breathed and it's useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness that the man or woman of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. The word of God will equip you for every good work that God has for you. And again, this isn't hard. It says my, my, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. It's a burden to live for Christ, but it's easy and light. And I tell you, I get refreshed when I refresh others. I full, feel fulfilled when I'm helping somebody else travel through what they're challenged by. Let's live according to the Word of God. The secondly, let's live obediently to the will of God. It's not always easy. My flesh gets in the way. My mind gets in the way. But the Bible calls me to live according to the Spirit, not the flesh. And it calls, it calls me to be, it says, if you are willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. It's in our willingness and it's in our obedience that we see change happen. And every single one of us in this room will know of somebody that needs salvation. Every single one of us will know of somebody that's needing hope and needing faith and needing some love today. Let's be what they need us to be. Third thing is let's live reliant on the presence of God. Again, it's not by strength, nor by parents, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Let's live reliant on the Holy Spirit moving in our lives. Because the reality is I don't have what other people need. But greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And I can be a vessel. If, I, if I'm sensing anything, it's, it's God wants to fill us up. He wants to fill the church afresh to overflow with new wine and new oil. There's a, there's a fresh wind blowing of the Spirit of God. And as we allow ourselves to be filled by the Spirit of God and presence of God, all we need to do is let it spill over. It's not hard to make disciples to go and to, to impact lives. We just have to be filled and overflowing. Fourth thing is this. Let's carry a love for others in our hearts. A love that is greater than our, our love for comfort. Our love that is greater than our love for ease. Or me getting mine. Just a love that sees. A love that sees hurts and brings some healing. A love that sees a love that says, you know what, I'm going out of my way today for somebody else. Amen. Church, it's go time. It's time to rise. It's time to be. It's time to shine bright in our community. And I love the fact that God is for us, He's with us, He's empowered. You are empowered today just to be this magnetic force in the earth. As you walk through the threshold of these doors, as you go out, you go left or right on the street, wherever you walk, you shine right. You carry the love of Christ. There's, there's something different about you. I want to encourage you to be you today. Amen. Thanks for listening to the C3 Church Noosa podcast. For more life-changing messages, visit us online at c3noosa.org. 
If you've been blessed by this message, please consider partnering with us financially to see the work of God continue flourishing in and through C3 Church Noosa. God bless.